Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good afternoon, Gap Church. My name is Alola Day, and this is the gap where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. And for those I have not seen this year, Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I am excited for what the Lord is said to do in the year 2023. Amen. And for those who are watching us for the first time, thank you so much for coming. Uh, we love you. And for those watching us online, thank you so much for joining us this morning, we or afternoon. Uh, we hope you're as blessed as we are in person here. Um, we hope you enjoyed this service. So what is our theme for the year 2023? What is our theme for the year 2023? Okay, I'm just checking. I was, I, was, I was hearing different things. Harvest season is our harvest season. I know it was here last week. All right, so we had our four for seven. Celebrate them, come on. And for those who, who don't know what that means, we had four beautiful volunteers here come up and share the word, each for seven minutes. Um, and God, we were blessed through each and every one of them. And last week, we also shared the theme of the year and some instructions for the year 2023. If you were not here, please do me a favor. You don't have to do yourself, but do me a favor by going to listen to it. And also, it's on our Instagram as well, so you can see the list of instructions. Because you cannot say you did not hear. There's no room for ignorance. There's no room for I did not know. So it's important that you hear the instructions that come with the blessing. Amen. Some of the things that the Lord said in the year 2023, he said it's a year whereby we would reap everything that we have sown and reap in multiples. He said it's a year of multiple celebrations, a year of multiple congratulations. He said every quarter there will be, a te- there will be multiple testimonies in the name of Jesus. He said it's a year where there is no delay or lateness in the answers to all our prayers. It's a beautiful year of many, many blessings. But it comes with instructions. You know, for every blessing, that I, I, I think it's so funny because you're preparing for this, reading Abraham, reading a couple of people in the Bible, I just realized that all the blessings in the Bible, we always miss the part before the blessing. We only just read the blessing, but we don't realize it's an instruction back in that blessing. And so we sometimes we really just pray in vain, sadly, but it's true. If we don't follow the instruction, you don't get the blessing. It's a principle. So there are instructions attached to the blessings for 2023. And I, like I said, I listed a couple of them last week. And so this week, I'm just going to be expanding on one of them. And that's basically what we're going to anchor our series on. So today, we're starting a new series. Okay. I let to be sure that I was in the right church. Because I was like, what's going on? All right, today, we're starting a new series. All right, I'm in the right church. And our title of our series is... Those that follow us on Instagram, I know you. Those that don't, I know you. Our, our, our title, title of our, oh, that's cute. The title of our new series is Simple Instructions. And so if you're writing, put simple instruction and put it in the bracket, leads to mighty outcomes. Simple instruction and put it in the bracket, leads to mighty outcomes. Like I said, we're going to pick it back in or picking up one of the instructions that we got from for this year, and which is if you paid attention to our prayers, basically anchoring obedience. 
we're basically anchoring on obedience. So we're going to be picking different things under the umbrella, but we're anchoring on obedience. Simple instructions. What is simple instructions? Simple instructions are instructions that are simple. Okay, I have a deeper, I have a deeper meaning, but basically that's it. Anyway, simple instructions are easily understood, detailed information telling how something should be done. That's actually not simple. But it's still in the definition. Simple instructions are easily understood, detailed information telling how something should be done. In other words, instructions that are simple. And so our anchor scripture is from 2 Kings 5 from verse 9 to 15. 2 Kings 5 from verse 9 to 15. I'm going to be reading a story that I believe some of us know, but if we don't, I would be nice enough to tell you the story after we're done reading. Verse 9. So Naaman came with his horses and his chariots and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Verse 10. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Verse 11. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of his God and strike his hand all over the place and turn around and spin and do all of that. And recovered the leper. Verse 12. And not a banner and far par rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel. May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage, verse 13. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do such great things, wouldst thou not have done it? And much rather than when he said to thee, Wash and be clean, verse 14. Then when he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean, verse 15. And he returned to the man of God, he and all of his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing to thy servants. Did we follow? May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Who knows this story? Who doesn't know this story? Let's start from there. All right, beautiful. For those that don't know the story, I'm going to tell you. So there's a man named Naaman. Oh, actually, story, story. All right, that's better. There is a man named Naaman, and he's a commander. He's a commander of the king of commander of the army of the king of Syria. So basically. There's a town named Syria. They have a king. They have a group of people that go into battle, that fight, and then they have a commander-in-chief. Not the president, but they have a commander-in-chief. And that's kind of who he was. And he was it's basically was basically considered as a hero because they would always go for battles and they would always win. So he was a very popular man. He was very wealthy, very well-to-do. Good person. And I'll say that he was a good person. But he had a problem, and his problem was that he had leprosy. And if you if you understand a little bit about leprosy, then people who are you no know, people who are lepers have been asked to like they don't live with people. They they yeah they have a whole thing. They always set apart, set aside. They don't communicate with regular people and all of that. But because he was wealthy, because he was connected, there was a little exemption that was attached to him. But he still wanted to get healed. He still wanted to get better. 
is he wanted to get clean. And so he's gone far and wide trying to look for solution. And so in one of his journeys, in one of the battles, he picked up a, a girl when he went into battle with Israel. And she became his servant. And then I believe that it was really good to her for her to think of a way to help her master. It must have been a good man for her to think, I think I might have a solution for my master. So the Bible recorded that she went to her mistress and said, oh, ma'am. I know this is what is going on with our, you know, your husband. I might have someone that can help him, you know, and he's a prophet. He lives in Israel. And so she goes to tell her husband that, oh, we, I think there might be a solution to your problem. So it was like being who he was, he was a very popular man. Like I said, he was very wealthy. He was very influential. He was basically a politician. They don't, like regular people, they don't just go to people. They have to go through protocol. And so the protocol required that he goes to the king, his king, to let him know that, oh, I think I have a solution, but it's not in the city, it's in another city. And so being who he was, the king of, his king really wanted him to get better. And so wrote a letter to the king of the other place and said, oh, there is somebody in your town that might be able to help somebody in my town. Are we following? All right. And so he wrote this letter and sent it to the, the, the king, the, the leader in Israel to let him know that, oh, we have somebody, you have somebody that we need. And so they sent a letter to Elisha, which is the prophet, let him know that somebody is coming to you. He has this disease and needs your help. And so he prepared himself, took his chariots, took his horses. He had an entourage, had, you know, limos and, you know, Bentleys and all of that going to see this person that can help me. You know, being who I am, I'm expecting that everybody would have been sitting outside waiting for him. The prophet is outside. Everybody's waiting. Somebody big is coming. And Bible recorded that in the moment Nehemiah got to Elisha's door and knocked, and like, first of all, I'm sure he's like, why am I even knocking? They should be waiting for me. But it's the opposite. Elisha sends his servant. Oh, wow. I'm even upset on behalf of Nehemiah. Elisha sent his servant to go tell Naaman, welcome, sir. You're very welcome to our, our household. God bless you. Calvary greetings, blessings, everything. And my boss said to tell you that you should just go into that river, Lake Arlington, and just dip yourself in it for seven times, and you'll be well. Thank you, and God bless you. I left. Who is upset? I I am upset, because... I was just like, at least even if that's the instruction, Elisha should have come out to say it. So like, I'm, a, and I'm an important person. And so rightfully so, Naaman was upset. That I, first of all, I came, this man did not even come out to acknowledge me, who I am, what I do, like since his servant. And then not, to now make matters worse, he's now telling me to go dip myself in Jordan in a pool that is very dirty, where there are other pools that I could have gone to dip myself, and then he was going on and on and on. He could not come out to wave his hands. He could have just turned around. He could have called on his God. And he just kept going. Bears in mind, he still had the leprosy. He was still sick. With all of his complaints, he was still sick. And so the servant girl came up to him and said, but if he had told you to do something difficult, would you have done it? So what's the, why is it hard for you to do something that simple? And so out of, I guess he had to put aside his ego. And the Bible recorded he went to put himself in the water seven times. And his body came out as clean 
like a baby. Leprosy affects the body. We don't, we don't get that. It has like balls and weird things all over the body. So it came out of the water fresh like a baby. Simple instructions. Simple instructions. Simple instructions. There are three things that pointed out, three things that caught my eye in this entire story. And if you're writing, I want us to write that down. The first one is God's ways are the best. Full stop. There's no argument. There's no, there's no two way about it. God's ways are the best. The second one, God wants our obedience more than anything else. God wants our obedience more than anything else. And the last one, God can use anything to accomplish his purpose. God can use anything. Donkey. Trees. Sand. Water. Sun. Anything to accomplish his purpose. Naaman thought to himself that the gravity of my problem should require a little bit more acrobatics. I have been going through this for so long. There should be a little bit more drama than that. I should, I should, why is he not asking me to go fast for 21 days? Where's the drama? Why am I not doing a video, not sleeping, not, not sleeping, praying all night for something that I've been waiting for for so many years? I'm going to give us a, a, a practical example, very recent example, actually. End of last year, I was supposed to have a conversation with someone. And I was dreading this conversation, but it needed to be had. Based on prior knowledge and based on those that have had that same conversation in the past, it, it goes well, but it doesn't really always go well. Just good enough. And so I already planned myself, like, how am I going to do this? I need to do it, but after this, there's always a repercussion of this conversation. Things just always get awkward. You know, that conversation you need to have, but you know that things will be awkward after it. People will not be talking as much, and it's just that conversation. And so, but it was with someone very important. I did not want things to be awkward after that conversation because I still needed this person. I did not want to burn the bridge, all of that. So I called my mentors, called my friends, pray with me, and all of that. So they were like, don't worry, God go with you. When you get home today, pray, you know, and let me, you know, let us know, let me know how it goes. So I said, okay. So on my drive home, I had planned that that night I was going to do a video. I was going to pray, maybe it's like 4 a.m. And then in the morning, I will anoint. My mom brought this anointing oil from Africa. It's been it's gone through a lot. So I was going to use that anointing. And then I have some mantle I will roll, put it around myself. I had a plan, good plan. I just, there's no way I can do all of this and the conversation will not go well. Like, come on, God, you know, I know, I know how to get, we know how to get ourselves. So I had all of these plans. So I was just like, you know, I'll try and nap so that I can wake up and pray. Don't, uh-uh. <sighs> I don't worry, I would wake up and pray, you know. But yeah, I had all of these plans. And so I went home. 
lay in my bed and I was just like, Holy Spirit, I'm about to have this conversation tomorrow. I'm going to pray. Because when I have plans, I kind of discuss it. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to pray. This, this is my plan and everything. So, and all he said to me was, get a greeting card. I said, okay, and? And then he didn't say anything else. So I said, get a greeting card, get a card. Okay, get a card. Okay, okay, and like, this is a big conversation. It should require a lot more than that. But that was all he said. So I was like, okay, well, at least that means I can sleep. Because if I did not sleep, that conversation would have been cranky because I did not sleep, not even because of any other thing. So I slept, I woke up the following morning, and I said, okay, this morning I will go get a card and, you know, prepare for the conversation. Let me tell you guys something. See, when you want to be disobedient, everything will align with your disobedience. The car would work with your disobedience. The sun would work. Everything would align. But when you want to be obedient, everything will work against you. I woke up in the morning, and then it was raining. Rain that, has not, that I've not seen in Arlington since I moved here, fed that morning. And so I said, okay, that means... It will make sense that I can't stop anywhere because it's raining. If I buy the card, I enter the rain, it gets wet. It does not make sense. Disobedient step number one. And so I, I got ready. And as I was driving out, I literally, as I drove out of my garage into the rain, the rain stopped. I said, okay, let's go to the store. So I already planned the store I was going to go was right next to where I needed to see this person. So I was like, I'm just going to go to that store, get the card, do everything, and then go straight to see this person. And I go to the store. Bear it in mind, I've not been to the store in months. So I go to the store, and then I realize the store wasn't closed. They were shut down. They've been shut down for months, and I did not know. See, disobedience step number. So I said, see, God, you can't see. This is not on me. The rain started the day with me, and then I went on and on. And my dear, when the Bible says, once have I spoken, the rest is between you and yourself. So I, the word just kept coming back to you, to me, get a card. So I said, okay, that's fine. So I went to look for another store. I got the card, and then I just prayed the person in my spirit to write something personal on the card. So I wrote all of these love notes, whatever, on that card and everything. And I gave it to the person, and then we had a conversation. And in the history of that conversation, everybody that had it before me and everybody that will have it after me, <laughs> what? It's a it had never gone that well before. Never. And I tell you, I know the because I had conversations with people that had the conversations before to ask about pointers on how to go about And they already prepared my mind that, oh, this is what happens after. It had never gone that well before. The person still has the card in his office. And it's been almost over a month now because of one simple instruction. You see, we're coming into 2023, a lot of us, um, we, for some of us, we always have plans going into the new year. So we sit down, we write out to do our new year resolution, as some will call it. And that we don't like to use the word resolution, so they put goals. Um, well, or maybe it's not. So, okay, it's not, sorry. English scholars, um, but put down all of these things and sit with God and, you know, get all of these instructions for the year 20, the next year. So as I was preparing those, the Holy Spirit was put pressing in my heart that there's a couple of us that have only gotten one instruction this year, just one word. Some people, your instruction have been to just be still. For some people, the instruction have been to obey. For some people, the instruction have been you know, move. Stay. 
go. And some of us, we're still waiting for the rest because we're used to, you know, it should always go this way. But today, the Holy Spirit is coming to tell us that there are simple instructions that lead to mighty move of God. It's always in the simple things. We all know the story of Isaac and Gerah in Genesis 26. The Bible says Isaac was in the land where there was famine. And based on prior knowledge, or based on what happened with his father, when there was famine, they moved. And so him knowing that is how it should go, was ready to move away from the land. Because a famine land means that you cannot reproduce. A famine land means that they will never be harvested. And the Lord told him something. He said he should stay. In a land that is famine, his instruction was to stay. And the Bible recorded in verse 12 and 13 of Genesis 26, it said that that year, Isaac invested a hundredfold more than he would have, would have even invested in any other land just because of a simple instruction. John 2, verse 5, we know the story of when Jesus turned water to wine. Mary told them, he said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And verse 7, the Bible recorded that Jesus now told them, he said, go get jars and fill it with water and serve it. He didn't tell them to lay hands on the water. He didn't tell them to read Psalm 91 on the water. He didn't tell them to sprinkle anointing oil on the water. The instruction was fill it with water and serve it. I feel like the reason a lot of us are so not used to following simple instruction is because it's too simple. We are so used to difficult tasks. We are so used to trauma. We are so used to warfare. If it does not look like we are fighting, we have not received it yet. But God is saying that it's in the simple things. It's in the sending a thank you email. That literally might be your answer to getting a job. Is in the same sorry. We know that when you do that thing and the Holy Spirit just said, say sorry. Oh, that one we do not hear it. It just goes like wind. <laughs> it's in the simple instruction. And every time that simple instruction would come, in the Bible, every time the simple instruction would come, something mighty happens after it. The woman with the oil, the prophet told her, he said, bring a jar. And the moment the jar stopped, the oil stopped. The instruction was to bring a jar. In this year, 2023, the instruction is simple, obey. There's nothing else. We did not come up here and tell the people that we're going to do a 75-day fasting. You can do it if you want to. It's up to you. But the instruction has been, since the beginning of this year has been to obey. To obey the simple instructions. Sister comes back to instructions. Because there's one thing to hear the simple instruction, there's another thing to actually obey the simple instruction. Selective obedience is still disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. If it's not prompt enough, I, I read something somewhere. It said that the, I think it was a quote on, on, on Instagram, something about 
Um, the thing I've been delaying to do for 14 years took me 10 minutes. Delayed obedience is disobedience. I've told the story before, and I'm going to use the story to end. I've told the story if you've, I've told the story here before. When I was in college, there was, there was this, there was this day I was walking in Obai on the road, and there was this guy that walked past me. And the moment he walked past me, the Holy Spirit said to me, speak to him. That was all the instruction. And I said, I would speak to him. You know, I've looked at what I was doing. I'm like, I don't think I'm, you know, looking good enough to talk to him. He was a fine boy. You know, yeah, I was just like, I wasn't looking good enough to speak to him, that kind of thing. I was like, but I'd seen it before. So in my head, I'm like, I will see him again. Because my God is a, you know, good God. So I delayed it. I said I will speak to him another day. But I think he had done something to get the attention of God. Because I saw, promise you, I saw him every day for like one week. And we're in different level, different. I was, I was probably a junior and he was a freshman. Like, there was nothing that should bring our path. But then I would always see him. And every time I would see him, I remember the instruction to speak to him. And I went to a very, very, very Christian university. And so they had rules and regulations. And so the things he was doing were against the rules and regulations. So there was expulsion in his future. Uh, really. And, and so my instruction was actually to prevent him from getting expelled. And I did not know. All I heard was speak to him. And so I delayed the second day, third day. I, I was, because I kept seeing him, I was just like, I will still see him. And then I did that for like five days and then I stopped seeing him. And then I forgot. So a couple of months into the semester, when they want to expel people in my school, they call a gathering they call everybody. They do it in front of them. They shame you as you deserve to be shamed <laughs> based on their own rules and regulations. I don't agree to it. But anyway, so they called a gathering and they were like, oh, there were some people they caught doing some things and they were going to, you know, just to lay an example so we don't do the same thing. And so the first person they call is this guy. And they were going to expel him for the same thing I was instructed to talk to him about. And this, is, this has been nine, ten years now, and I have never forgotten it. Because disobedience to a simple instruction probably cost that guy way more than I could think of. Speaking to him would have cost me nothing. Speaking to him would probably have cost me like two minutes or three minutes of my time. Like even if he doesn't listen to me, it will ring in his head. Because I know that the Holy Spirit accepted a conviction and all I just needed to do was to finish. Simple instructions. Stop looking for the complex things. We don't turn our ears to the, to the simple things because it's too simple. We're waiting for the complex construction. And one thing the Holy Spirit told me Preparing this message is that a lot of us, the reason why we find it hard to stay saved is because salvation sounds too simple. Someone is telling me that for everything I have done, the bad things, the people I have killed, the things I have done, the way I, my life can be changed is doing two things. Confess with my mouth and believe with my heart. It's too simple. It should not be that simple. 
Like Naaman, it shouldn't be that simple. I've done too many things for a turnaround to be that simple. I just need to believe that there's a blood that is able to wash my sins. That's it. Come on, God. Try again. But it is that simple. It is that simple. Bible says if you confess your sins and you believe in your heart. That's it. And then that means that my life can change from being a soul to being a poor. Just by doing two things. It means that my life can take a 360 turn around just by following a simple instruction. And so I want us to bow down our heads. The instruction this morning is simple. If I confess my sins with my mouth and I believe in my heart, I get a 360 turnaround. Some of us, we've done so many things. We've battled some addictions and some things in 2022. And we're saying, God, I don't want you to enter 2023 with me. I'm already seeing signs that this stuff is coming back. I'm already seeing myself do those things that I've been fighting against since 2022. It's a new year. And I don't want to do it again. And God is saying that your answer is in the simple instruction. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. And so if you're here and you're saying that, Father, I want to follow that instruction. Because I need a turnaround. Because I need 2023 to be different. Because I do not want to battle the same addiction. I do not want to battle the same sin. I don't want to be going back and forth. I want a, a, a Paul, a soul Paul moment. Please raise your hands wherever you are. Please raise your hands wherever you are. It is that simple. It is that simple. Please raise your hands so well so the ushers can see you. We're going to give you a card. It is that simple. It says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. That is all it takes to have a different 2023. That is all it takes to get your Paul moment. That is all it takes. That is all it takes. And if you're raising your hands, I want you to say this prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God.
in Jesus' name. And I also want to pray for them. Please, all heads down, all eyes closed. I still want to pray for them specifically. Um, and if you can just stand up, if you can, I would appreciate it. Because I want to pray for you specifically in this moment. And I want... Father, I pray for your children, your sons, and your daughters that have said this prayer this morning. And I've said that they believe, they confess. Lord, I pray for them out of my heart. That daddy, oh God, that they would not go back. In the name of Jesus. They would not go back. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, oh God. That as they have followed this simple instruction, you would reward their obedience. You will write their name in the book of life. And that forever and ever and ever and ever and ever they would walk with you. Lord, you would give them peace where they have been troubled. You give them comfort, oh God, where they need it. And at the end of the day, your name will be glorified in their lives. For in Jesus' Most precious name we are prayed. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.